Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Welcome to Blast Shield, a Lower Decks podcast. My name is Katie and I'm with Kyle and we're here to talk about the episode that we watched earlier today. <laughs> so Lower Decks, Star Trek Lower Decks episode 7. Uh, well I was going to say 7 and yeah. I was like, I'm sure it was 8, but... It's called Much Ado About Boimler. I love it. Yeah, it's a good name, isn't Already it? Already a classic. Although I would have thought Boimler would have had a more important part, given he was in the name that's so true. Yeah. But I've actually never read much to do about nothing. So maybe it's like, maybe there's something to do with his storyline that maybe there is, is yeah. related to it. I really need to read some more Shakespeare. You should. I've not read Shakespeare in I've a very long whole, time. I've got his complete works in the Have front you? room. But Good it's Lord. just hard work, isn't it? That it's would be it's very really hard. arduous. No one these days really wants to throw themselves into William Shakespeare. <laughs> you know? I really, I really enjoyed it in school, you know, when they, they break it down for you, so you yeah, don't have to yeah. think about it too much. Yeah. If I had to think about it myself, I'd be like, what? I do know his name's Shakespeare, by the way. William Do you know that he was born and died on his birthday? I've been told that before. Do yeah, you know if I think that's by me. True? It might have been by you. You might just be telling me the same information, <laughs> but I'm just forgetting it, and you, you just get the yeah. same thrill every time of telling yeah, me. He's quite young as well. Was he? Well, not young. Pictures but of like, him, he does not look young. Yeah. No, I don't think he ever looked young. He's mm. a bit like... Uh, the dog, our dog, who's oh, looked old his whole life. I think it meant the dog on oh, this not episode. That dog. No. Which is a good episode. We're going to come on to it in a moment, I guess. So this week, Katie, Harrison's back in school. Yes. So he's had five days of being in school and we've actually, I mean, it doesn't feel like it. No. But we've had five afternoons, well, five mornings and afternoons of and no Let Harrison. me tell you, six hours a day in school is not enough. I know, it doesn't seem like much. And that's coming from you as a teacher. <laughs> come home and we're like... Oh, there's still half the day left to entertain. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it is? I think it's because because of COVID-19 right now, Harrison's finishing at 3.15 mm-hmm. instead of 3.30. But the rest of the school are finishing at 3.30. So we get out and kind of through traffic before before it all kicks off, like when the other kids leave. So I feel like we get home. We don't just get home like 15 minutes earlier because he finished 15 minutes earlier. It feels like we get home like half hour earlier. And then it's there's a lot of day left. And because I'm often working to like... Have us mm. one or two o'clock. Yeah. I'm filling time that then after all. that. And yeah, we don't really see each other still without him. No. Eliza goes to the childminder from next week. Yeah. One day next week and then two days the week after. Mm. Which Lord. is so cute because she she grabbed her little rucksack the other day and she mm. was like, she calls herself baby. She's like, baby, go to school. She started calling herself the baby. I don't know. I know. I, I don't, don't know, know why, why. this is I happened. think it's because she can't say her own name. Well, it's because cause her name is Eliza. She gets called, and you started this, but I'm now as guilty of it as, as you. She's called Eliza, Lizy, Liza. You call her Lulu. Lizy Lulu. Lizy Lulu. So Boo-boo poor, sometimes. Yeah, so the poor girl has just resorted to calling herself the baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's so generic. She's yeah. just like the dog. She, she, just has, she either has no idea of her name because we confuse her too much, or she isn't able to say it. It's a difficult name anyway. It's not. For a baby to say. I mean, Harrison dealt with his name fine, and that was three syllables too. Okay. I just, I think there's some hard sounds in there. Mm. I'm telling you. Sure. Well, the baby. 
the baby works. She'd be out of her hair next week. Yeah. She does look like a giant baby, though, even though she's two. She's still got, <laughs> she like, doesn't. the chubby cheeks. Oh, she has still got those, unless you look Big at photos. Eyes. If you look at photos that when she was actually baby, you realise that she had much chubbier face. Disclaimer, than she's don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the time, I was like, she's the most chins. beautiful thing to ever grace the planet. And now I'm like, whoa, she was <laughs> rotund. She liked her milk. She sure did. She did. The golden milk you were feeding. Yeah, Harrison. <laughs> she, I don't know, I don't know like what's in your body. But... Michelin man rolls. Yeah, she did look she like used a to, She used man. to actually have food caught between her rolls. And when I'd put her in the bath, I was like, what in the holy hell is this? Oh, and God. it'd be like stuff she hadn't eaten. Oh, that's grim. I know. Oh, man. Good Lord. Well, she's not like that now, thank you. No, she has grown angel. out of her Michelin rolls. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wish so. I'd grow out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to start crawling around. Yeah, start taking some tips from uh, your daughter. I'm no? not eating anything. Joking. Ouch. I'm joking. You went there. I came with you. Don't. I know. Do not follow me. I I won't. Step off the train. I'm off it. Off the bandwagon. I've I've jumped off it. I've just broken both my legs when I landed. I'm getting out of there. Don't matter the pain. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. So, like, this has been a really normal week. No fun to share with you all at all. You've just been cracking on with your RuPaul drag race. Yeah, boy. I've been watching Pennyworth. Hmm. Really good. I watched two yesterday. We got really serious at the end of the the second one I watched, which was episode four. So if anyone here has watched Pennyworth, they'll know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to tell you because it might spoil it. No, don't. Am I joining you on it at some point? Well, I don't want to join me now. No, no, I mean like for a new... No, I mean like a rewatch. Yeah, well, I might not rewatch it. I don't know yet, but it's a really good show. It's really good. It's about, for anyone unsure, it's about Alfred... Batman's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, butler, Bruce Wayne's butler, rather. And uh, when he's a young man, though. And it's in a kind of weird version of England, though. People are getting like hung in the streets and stuff like that. I think so it's yeah. a little bit before Alfred's time. Was, well, we didn't know when Batman's. Really. Well, it's definitely not having people hung in the streets. Because it's, it's still quite modern. Hanged. So. Hanged. Mm-hmm. Hung. Mm-hmm. It's hung, no? No, hanged. Is it? I know, I found that. I'm very disappointed as well. Oh. Yeah. That's a new one. Hung is like the past perfect. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Hmm. So let's talk about Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, as we said, it was episode seven. Much ado about Boimler. This was really sort of a back to basics one where it was completely focused on the Lower Decks characters. The senior crew were off. Freeman, Shax and Ransom were off on a like a secret mission to possibly, maybe, plant some seeds. But only maybe. Plants. But maybe. they could, But they could be called into action. At any moment. To plant that plant at any moment. Yeah. Do you know you'd be good on that team? Oh, I don't know. You're what, for the espionage or the plant? To, oh, and I mean, you'd look good in that suit you were wearing. <laughs> would I? <laughs> I don't think anyone looks good in those. Not on my lockdown, barely, I wouldn't. I mean, that was the plot, really, wasn't it, for them? And we didn't see it. And that I always... One thing I love the most on Lower Decks is when we don't see much of the like what the main guys are doing. I know we, we never see a whole lot of it anyway, but this one we didn't see any of it really, and it was just I just thought it was brilliant because that would have been an episode of Star Trek. Mm. Not so much that they were Maybe planting seeds, plant but <laughs> but they're doing something more exciting would have been like a proper like you wouldn't have even seen the ship really. You'd been following the. Yeah, this, the super secret team. Actually, couldn't they have sent someone less important to do that? Well, again, that's kind of a Star Trek trope, though. If you sit there with just, and you've been a little bit analytical, and you see there's a 
going down for a dangerous possible mission and then <laughs> cut to the planet and then these transporter beams appear and then suddenly everyone materializes and you realize that the captain the first officer the chief engineer <laughs> and for some reason the helmsman might be there and Thing you're is, like what crap wrong? <laughs> yeah yeah you wipe out your whole yeah you haven't really got a strong team to deal with no. it up on the the ship no it's like how they only have one doctor though there are more that we just don't see the doctors we just never seem to see them. Discovery does a good job of it, though. But Discovery's never shown us the chief medical officer. <laughs> so we've just mm. seen only doctors. But yeah, one thing that gets me, I haven't just thought about it. Why do the captain and the first officer on all the treks always work the same shifts for the most part? We always see them working the same shifts. I never really thought about shifts. When I was an assistant manager in my old line of work before I got promoted further, I very rarely worked with the manager. We worked opposite shifts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, you'd think they'd be banned from going on missions specifically together. Together, you'd think there'd be a ban on it. Is it the president? This is what I was just about to say, but I didn't know if that was true. The Queen. Yeah, in the UK, no members of the royal family travel together. When I say royal family, sorry, it's people who are in line line to the throne don't travel together, just in case. So yeah, there should be a Starfleet rule on that. Hmm. Maybe there is, but you know they follow the Boimler effect now of doing as little work and following as few rules as possible, so... It was one of the most important rules in mm. the founding of the future. So despite Boimler's name being in the title, I think Boimler was... Could we put him as the B-plot on this one? Yeah. Yeah, so for Boimler, he is super eager to impress the temporary captain who's getting sent over to replace Freeman while she's on a mission. He's on a bit of a freakout with Rutherford. He's trying to change his hair. Bless Boimler, I don't think any hair looks great on him. I think when he, like, zhuzhed it up a bit. What is a zhuzh? I don't know. How do you even spell that? I don't even know. But when he, like, had it spiky, I was like, yeah, but also, he's just not a bad boy. He cannot pull that off. I didn't think he had the eyebrows to pull off the spiky hair thing. Oh, now you're taking notice of whether eyebrows match Mm, hair. Yeah. I have taught you well. Well, I'm kind of, I'm inconsistent on it. Sometimes I'm freaked out, like, when someone dyes their hair and also dyes their eyebrows. That's not a dog trying to get up, by the way, on a laminate floor. And yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm freaked out by dyed hair matching dyed eyebrows. Like, that freaks me out because it's all just a bit too unnatural. Mm. Then other times I'm freaked out if eyebrows are, like, natural and look completely different to the colour of the dyed hair. I can't can't decide. I once met someone who dyed their hair blue, but then yeah. also dyed their beard blue. Yeah, see to that. match. Oh, but then didn't dye their eyebrows. And I was like, the what? inconsistencies are killing me! Oh, no. what colour are the eyebrows? Just like regular human eyebrow colour. But colour-er. imagine if they'd originally been like a redhead. No, in fact, he was actually Would ginger. It? Oh, yeah. well, now I'm thinking that colour combo could actually be awesome. That's a dog drinking water, if you can hear it. Orange and blue are contrasting colours. They are, are not supposed me? to be together. If I looked at a person who had a blue hair and a blue beard and like orange eyebrows... That's an almost incredible visual for me to look Yeah, at. but would you do it? Would I do it? No, you wouldn't. I'm going well, to answer I, that for you. Well, I wouldn't anyway. I'm not that way inclined. What? Oh, I thought you meant like have sexual relations with it. No, I just... With that no. look. Not, oh, not with it, the God. person, by the way. No. With it, the look. No. Oh, right. I was going to say... And then would you do that to your hair? Would I do that to my hair? Um, I there give, is only one correct answer Well, here. I give less shits about my hair these days. You know this. I tend to just shave it off that a lot of the time. That has been true for the entire time we've been together. Ah, you've seen some good haircuts during I the time. I saw the mohawk. So the last time I got a paid haircut was before Destination Star Trek 2019, when the flipping hairdresser, oh, yeah. without asking, just shaved my beard off me. Well, he did ask, and I said no, and then he was too busy perving on some girls outside the window, 
And so five minutes later, I just shaved my beard off me. Right. Like the day before I was going to be going for photos and stuff. Yeah, with so as if it wasn't Star bad Trek enough guys. that you didn't mm-hmm. do the Vulcan salute, your beard was gone. <laughs> Source of your powers. Oh, God. I, I didn't know what you meant for a minute then when you said I didn't do the live long and prosper salute. And now I remember. And if anyone else wants to know what we're on about, it's in a previous episode. It might be in the last episode. Yeah, I think it. it was. Yeah. So anyway, I don't even know how we got into this, but... No. Oh, pointless hair. Ah, yeah. So Rutherford's trying to do some final tests on... This new transporter thing. He's trying to make it like pretty much half a second quicker or something 0. like that. 0.7. There you go, 0.7 seconds quicker. Just such a Brotherford thing to be doing. He makes an offhand comment, which I didn't realise the first time around, but on second viewing, he makes an offhand comment about how Mariner wouldn't do it until he'd basically got rid of all the kinks. And if Mariner wasn't willing to try it, <laughs> that should have been the warning. But Boimler, very eager to impress the new captain who hasn't arrived yet, says he'll do it. And so they do it once. Works fine. And he also says, you know, uh, was it boing me up? Which yeah. gets said later on with Mariner. And then they try it another time. And this time he doesn't completely phase back. And it, we're stuck with the awful noise of the transporter <laughs> for much longer than I thought. so annoying. I was like, I really hope they don't carry this on. The I was worried because I thought they were going to fix that right there and then. Because mm. obviously he's blue as well. He's, he's kind of see through. He doesn't come back properly. And he's panicking. And he's trying to carry on work as normal. When he comes onto the bridge and you can still hear the noise. And it's gone on for ages. I was like, oh my God. Surely they aren't going to keep this up for the whole episode because that noise is like very overpowering anything mm. else in the scene. But they did fix it just as he thought he was being healed. Rutherford said, yeah, I've done it. And it turns out Rutherford was only working on a solution for the, the sound. I like the scene with Boimler and Tana, though, where she says you look like a, a damn science project. And she's just <laughs> yeah. like poking him with whatever she's poking him with. Yeah. Yeah, this all leads to Tana deciding that along with Tendy's new dog that she made that morphs from a dog into a terrifying different animal creatures that like it's kind of weird bats with eyeballs like flying out of its mouth and like spider with glowing eyes yeah it's turned into a spider with glowing eyes like really nightmarish stuff except when it turned into the like the metal cube thing that was so funny was just yeah, rolling just, around yeah i don't know why that was so funny so they're all gonna get sent off with what they call it a department 14 or something was it yeah turns out that's where you go if there's been some like accidents on a starship vessel that has like i guess morphed you your body somehow and so this ship comes for him that is an nx which means it's an experimental vessel i can't remember the registry it started with a seven really cool design almost evil design actually was it black as well the ship i can't mm. remember yeah if you hear some random uh, grunts and snores and everything by the way our dog has just come right next to us so <laughs> he's gonna have all sorts of noises going on in the background he sounds like some bloody space alien or something he does sound like it's like a theme we've got going on for you'd maybe find him in the bog mariner story i would 100 percent find him in the bog i might push him in the bog <laughs> <laughs> and this experimental starship from um, Department 14 in Starfleet comes, picks up Boimler, and Tendy's going with the dog. But they think they're taking it to the farm, which is meant to be this really nice, like, villa, I guess, kind of like spa resort, mm. whilst uh, they get treated. And it turns out it's this nightmarish ship with evil guy in control and just really, like, deformed people just almost locked in a cargo bay, it feels like. Um... Some of those characters were... So there's so many references in there that I have not sat down to read about or even look out for myself, and you wouldn't even get a lot of them. But yeah, they looked like a mess, didn't they? You had the... Giant head. The giant head was Which brilliant. Which reminds me of the face of Bo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doctor Who reference. I nice. Know. And there was... Uh, there was... <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, because eventually I'll get you to watch it. But there was a, a nod to the episode Threshold with the um, that weird creature, like slug thing. 
So I'll say we saw a nod to Christopher Pike, which you forgot with the Delta radiation woman in the wheelchair thing. Yeah. How do you forget that? That's like one of the most scary moments of Discovery Season 2 when he sees his future and he has to accept his future. Oh, well, if you'd explained it properly. Like, I didn't think I, I needed like, to. What the hell? Like, I, no, I didn't remember That's that. Christopher Pike's future. Mm. So that was a nod to that. And there's so much going on in that scene. That... The main guy in that oh, the facility, old though. Well, oh, is the, he? The cat. Oh, yeah. Old, both old and young. And both ageing and getting younger. Yeah. Which is what we all want, isn't it? Not <laughs> Not like that. I did like how the voice was changing between. So it was generally the sort of croaky old man, but every now and then he'd slip into this youthful young male voice. He also voice. had like one really, really like infant arm. <laughs> did he? I didn't notice yeah. that. <laughs> he had one arm like that was holding the stick and the other one was just like a baby's arm. <laughs> Didn't see that, no. I didn't see that. <laughs> and it's funny, this is like a horrible place, and we're told by that, I can't remember the name of that character, but we're told by him that uh, there is no farm. That is the farm. And you're like, oh my God, this is this is a Starfleet thing. Which, you know, we've seen Starfleet do some bad stuff, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rule that out. Section 31, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I could believe this would happen. Yeah. Tendi never seemed that affected by the whole thing. One no, was terrified. worryingly so. Tendi at one point was just walking her dog around. But yeah, during this, whilst that's happening, actually... I guess they waited for Tandy to leave, you know, it's before they all started planning the mutiny. Mm. They waited for Tandy to leave as if they'd already sussed out that Tandy was the grass. She was the rat. But boy, did they get that wrong. They got that wrong. I mean, Boimler, (laughs) did they get that wrong? (laughs) As you might guess from that, that was when uh, Boimler ended up spilling all of the information to the commander of the ship, who then uh, sentenced them all to uh, being confined in their quarters or wherever they were being kept. They all turn on Boimler and actually um, they lock him in an airlock and Boimler turns back to normal at that moment, and he's chuffed because he's not a freak anymore like everyone else. But this obviously means that if he gets sucked into space at the airlock, which they're about to do to him, he will die. Whereas I guess he wouldn't have died if he was just... I do wonder, because I was going to say about this, they said, didn't they, that the phasing thing was just pure... It was purely cosmetic, because he could still pick stuff up and touch mm. it, and he was still solid. Oh, he just true. looked like he was... He could pick things up. Basic. So I think he would have died anyway. Oh, I didn't think of that. Mm. But it turns out when he rolls out of the airlock, he lands on grass, and the farm mm. was real. This beautiful place. It was actually a glorious place. The Delta Radiation Woman uh, was paired up with two others. So, I mean, it's sad to know that they haven't found a solution and for she that. she had a bikini she, yeah, you <laughs> over the top of her. She had a bikini over her. Oh, my chair. God. Tandy says goodbye to the dog, who can also talk and stand up and perhaps most shockingly fly. Yeah. It turns out Tandy knew about all the weird things that the dog did, which we thought she didn't. We thought she was blissfully unaware. It turns out she thought that was what a dog was like and that it could fly and it could talk. And... Do you hear that, Reno? Yeah, Reno ain't flying. Reno can barely get himself up these days, let alone uh, let him go and fly. But it turns out Tandy knew, and Tandy actually had no idea what Earth dogs were like. I thought that was a nice twist. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed when the dog went up into the sky to fly off, because yeah, it was going to leave Tandy now, and it's going to enjoy the planet, lots of places to urinate, as it said. I was waiting for these big, sorry for the snoring from our dog, mm-hmm. um, The we were waiting for like these wings to come out from the dog. I wanted to see like these big, massive, and like a Harry Potter-esque flyaway, where like these big wings come out, and it just it would have flying, but it didn't do that. It kind of just, I guess, kind of floated away. Mm. And and at this point, two sexy aliens make a move on Boimler. They want a piece of that freak. And as is pointed out by our half-old man, half-young boy kind of thing, he's no longer a freak, is Boimler. So they shouldn't be giving him attention. They're disgusted. They boot him off the planet, and they have to send him home. And he's gutted, so he actually wants something to happen to him. In fact, at the end, he's, he's begging Rutherford to do it again to him. Make it last for a bit longer. Two weeks. 
Yeah, two weeks holidays after. What do you think of the dog story with Tendi and then Boimler? And then the Boimler-Tendi pairing, which was, I think it might have been the first yeah, time we've had it. Yeah, it was an yeah. unusual one, wasn't it? Because mm. they're both similar in a way, but Tendi's just so full of light and love. I love the fact that she had known about the dog being weird the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I just loved that. I thought that was so funny. I don't know, what about you? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I love the visuals on the, the ship when they're being taken to the farm. I can't remember mm. the name of the ship now, sorry. Yeah, I really love that. And I, I thought the whole thing, I was like, it's got to be going somewhere. I just can't imagine Starfleet pops its slot on a ship. But it's so evil. Like the way it arrived out of that nebula or whatever it was. The way of. that the guy who's running the ship just grabbed his like huge weapon. That I, sounds so I, wrong. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know where you were going <laughs> then. I was immediately thinking about the edit. No. And then put a warning on there. Or... Yeah. When he grabbed his enormous phaser. Yeah, during the mutiny. Mm. And he's like, afterwards, he's like, I'm so sorry I reacted that way. <laughs> and like his evil laugh as well. Yeah, and that's just um, the way he laughs. He's like, that's just the way I laugh. <laughs> I got, that got <laughs> a laugh out loud from you, actually. Yeah, that was really yeah. funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool to see Boimler and Tendi off ship. Is that the first time we've seen Tendi off ship? Have we seen Possibly. it? I'm trying to think if we've seen her go off ship. No, we must have seen her go on. Technically, in the hollow... No, that doesn't, that doesn't count. What's it called? The hollow deck. Hollow deck. You can tell we recorded this late at night. Hollow suite. Hollow suite. Yeah. Well, they're called Hollow Suites on DS9. See, that's where I got it from. I have no idea what the difference is between the two. Apart from maybe size, I think the Hollow Suites are smaller. Hollow decks always look know? quite big. So size must matter, I guess. How would you know? Because don't you not move? No, I mean when they're turned off. Bombly and Blue is cool. I've been wondering ever since the trailers what that mm. was all about. They could have done so much more with it, though, I yeah. thought. I thought it was going to be like jokes of whether he could grab stuff or whether, whether people could pass through him or maybe he gets shot and he's not sure whether he's going to... It's going to pass yeah, through him I or guess something they were, like that. Yeah, yeah they, were, they could have gone two ways with it, couldn't they, really? Mm. Well, lots of ways, but they could. Have, they decided to go the nightmarish route with the ship that he was on and stuff, which I guess is fresher and newer. You wouldn't expect that mm. one as much. But it would have been fun, because we've seen that before, where people have been able to, something's happened to them, they can walk through things. You think, oh, she's dreaming one in Enterprise, mm. when she dreamt that she'd... Through the transport again, actually, uh, vanishing point of the episode. Oh, and yeah. Remember, and like walking through people. But this would have been, because this is a comedy, yeah, you could have just played it for laughs in a way we haven't seen before. Mm. But I did like the way they went with it. Yeah, and I guess there wasn't that much time to include that as well, well as the storyline they had. Yeah, because there's quite a lot going on with Mariner this week. Jam-packed. Jam-packed. Oh, I could eat some jam right now. We have jam. I know. In the fridge. I might go and lick it off the spoon. Oh, God. Just jam. Like Joey. My friends. Does he do that? Yeah. Is it normal when he does that? I don't think so. That don't sound normal to me. Grim. I don't like peanut butter. There's something so wrong with you. Like, what else do you have that I don't like? Stuff that would Marmite. go on toast. Ah, no. I didn't used to like Marmite for like two decades. I ran it much in the last decade, but I wasn't so hateful of it. The last time I had it. No, you either love it or you hate it. There's no in-between. Well, maybe I'm that guy. No. I'm an in-betweener. <laughs> I like it. You're a freak. You belong on the yeah, annex ship. <laughs> go to the farm. I do, I do need to go to the farm. <laughs> I'd like to go to the farm. I know. I could do with the break, actually. Even if it was that nightmarish ship they were traveling you on. You just want to meet those pink and purple-haired aliens. Well, I'm always freaked out with the idea of, like, that they just so casually have sex with these aliens, though. Why? Well, because think how many, like, female animals and bugs and stuff just on our planet alone kill the male after. Oh, yeah. Or the male That's not what just I thought dies. You just... I don't know what you thought I was going to say. Or, like, the alien impregnates you 
Because it's be. that way around. It could be that way around. And then you end up having a they baby out of your mouth. They have sex with so many unknown aliens, like during first contact situations and stuff. But it seems dangerous. And you don't know what they've even got down there. It could be something that clamps on oh, when God. you're in. Or if you're a woman. You know, like cats have like spikes yeah. on their penises. So if you're a woman and you had sex with a male cation, mm. what if it's got the same thing as a cat? And you just get suddenly get hit with spikes inside. Mm-hmm. Or like STIs. Oh, shit, well, yeah. Well, that well they have covered that before. Really? Okay. I think it was Harry Kim in Voyager. <laughs> oh, dirty dog. Yeah, I know. I know. He looks far too innocent for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie knows that because we've. She wouldn't have known who Harry Kim was until recently, he didn't. but uh, we can't explain why she knows that on this podcast just yet. But we will to tell you very soon why Katie would know who Harry Kim is. I know a lot more than that, oh, Mr. West. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we talk about Mariner? Well, story? I know you're dying to. Okay, definitely top five Trek character now, decided. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. Even and... after this episode? Mm. Do you reckon? Okay, so I had some concerns in this episode. Yeah, me too. So let's do a quick... Her, her plot's easier to summarise, even though it was like the biggest chunk. Mm. But when Captain Freeman's gone, the replacement captain turns out it's an old Academy friend. Really good friend of Mariner. Mariner thinks it's going to be a barrel of laughs, but it turns out her friend is now like captain level. And as is pointed out by that real bitch, that Vulcan woman. Oh, she's a hoe. Faux show. Bitchy McBitch. She was there with the. She's like the cold assassin. She was just coming with, with her words. Throwing shade. Like, at the exact times you want to throw shade, but the exact times you also don't want to receive shade. But that's, like, what, perfect. that's what Vulcans do. Vulcans are nasty, man. They tell the tea. They, they the spill tea. all the tea. Tea is truth, I'm guessing? Yeah, of course. See, I've, I've worked out the secret code there. Is that what people say? The tea? Yeah. They've spilled the tea. Yeah. I would be, like, grabbing a tea towel. Yeah, you don't fucking to, spill tea in the up. UK. Do not spill that. No. I make a really good cup of tea. Oh, he does. I really fancy one right now. Yeah, you don't have one. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, she spills all the tea on everything that yeah, she doesn't so like about She Mariner. points out very quickly that Mariner's somehow is still an ensign, whereas Mariner's friend is now a captain. Her friend doesn't really seem to care about that for a while. She yeah. offers Mariner the number one spot, second in command, whilst her team's there to take charge. Mariner jumps at it, but then when they hug, you see Mariner's eyes do that scared, like, oh no, what have I done? kind of thing. And then Mariner messes up when they go down to the bog for a routine mission, forgets to bring the tricorders. So when something goes horribly wrong, the captain and the team have to find another way to fix it. And Mariner looks like a complete noob during this, doesn't she? Some more shade from our Vulcan. And then when they find a ship they're meant to meet with, uh, wasn't responding, it's kind of no power. They went on board, spacesuits. She was like ridiculous with her boots. It turns out, basically, this is all an act by Mariner because when they realised that shit was hitting the fan on the ship and that there was like an alien within the ship or the ship was within the mm. alien, it was hard to work out that bit. And uh, they're trying to save the crew that were left on there. Mariner just switched on and even the captain was like, what's going on here? How can you be doing all these mistakes before but now suddenly, when, it get, when suddenly shit hits the fan, you were like, you know what to do, everything to do and, you, and you're calm and collected. And we discover that Mariner was pretending to be useless because she knew that her friend was trying to recruit her to join her as a second-in-command on her own ship. could have just said, nah, you're all right. Yeah. yeah Given that they have didn't. such a close relationship. Yeah, I think... That would have made for a much more I think she just show. thought she might get nagged more and more. Like, it wouldn't go away, the question. Maybe. So I think Mariner's like, I'm just going to make her think I'm completely incompetent. Which is quite brave to do that with your friend. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was amazed she went to those levels. I was super nervous. I thought she was actually yeah. crap. Okay, yeah. So I was really concerned about three quarters into this episode. I had real worries at, at how Mariner was being presented. It's the first time I've ever watched a Lower Decks episode and was like, you know, when they show us all the silly, crazy stuff. This was the first time where I was, oh man, this this isn't just like embarrassing for kind of Star Trek. This is this is embarrassing for Mariner. I was like, this is, is not Mariner that we know of her. I was like, how does this slip through the cracks that they would have this kind of like doesn't fit with her. She's always been incredibly capable and over-qualified for what she does. uh, And we get the impression that she's been in this, not maybe not this position, but something similar before. Were you worried then? Yeah, I was really worried. And when she pressed the button on the chair and made a read alert. alert. Yeah, read alert. (laughs) Yeah, that was, it was awful. I was like, oh man, this, this sucks. I'm seeing the unravelling. And then I I turned to you just to check you were okay. Because, you know, I know how you feel. Yeah. I'm dropping some teas on you there. Marin is my, my girl. Yeah? What? My dream. What, that I dropped some teas on you? No. What? From last night. What did I dream about last night? Your dream was Mariner. Maybe. Kate had a dream that I was having sexual relations with someone else. And now she's realised that... Well, I... It was It was no one that I recognised, but now that I... Well, it, was it dark? Put two and two together. No, it could be dark in the room. I don't remember. Um, if you realised I was having sexual intercourse with a animated person are you more offended at that or is that okay i don't know when we cheating? were talking about on um, on pokemon earlier when i was like well, no, i ain't doing no Pikachu. no 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 you know when harrison has the mum on the game and i was like oh i'm prettier than the mum on there i 100 percent knew you would have done the mum you done the, the pokemon i would have mum. i would have done the pokemon mum yeah <laughs> I was actually thinking that at that time when when that conversation was happening with you and Harrison. She was super pretty. I, I can't blame you. I'm not saying instead of you. I'm just saying like I... As well as me. No, when he, when when Harrison threw up the you're prettier than the mum, I wasn't checking that you were, but it brought up the conversation in my head of is the mum hot? So I looked and, and you're thinking, oh, would I? Did Harrison say I was prettier than the mum? Yeah, that's what he said. I didn't hear that. What do you think he said? You thought he said the mum was prettier than you? Yeah. No. Before we go deeper into Mariner, I guess we should say that she does save the day and it's Rutherford's new half a second quicker transporter that gets everyone off the ship mm-hmm. just as this alien almost consumes a ship. It seems unintentionally. It never seems like it's attacking them deliberately. They did say though, didn't they, when they stared at it afterwards, they were like, oh, it's just a lost trying to find a home or something. It looked like the alien from Encounter at Farpoint. It was such good graphics. Do you like, think? Yeah, I mm. really like that. This show, this you space stuff that. is incredible. You can imagine it on like one of the other shows we watch. Mm. I really liked all the scenes from space. I thought they were really pretty. Yeah, they always are. They look really good. Mm. Like the space nebulas, all that stuff looked mm. amazing. I love say the space nebula stuff. again. Nebula. I say it differently then though. I normally just yeah. say nebula. I know. That's why I wanted you to say it again. <laughs> you're making fun of my pronunciation. No, I'm making fun of your accent. Really? Oh no, you don't really have one. It's just no. every now and then I can pick up on a word and I'm like... <gasps> there it is. A like carry bag. Carrier bag. What? What's wrong with that? Because <laughs> you put such an emphasis on bag. Carry bag. It, when I say it, I feel like I'm doing it with like a double or triple A in there. Bag. Yeah. So I'm like carry bag. Yeah, I'm probably doing three A's. But like, I feel like the emphasis sh- should be on carrier. Carrier bag. Stop trying to be normal. That doesn't sound normal to it's me. It's not just a bag. It's, it's a, a carrier, carrier bag. bag. It's a carrier bag. It's a carrier bag. Carrier bag is often at the end of the sentence, and sometimes you drag out the last part of a sentence. Who? Just dramatic. I'm no. from, I used to perform on stage. It's how I used to end some of my lines. No, no. You, you don't want a bag. You'd like a carrier bag. A carrier bag. That's better. Uh, I still felt two or three A's in there. 
<laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, so the day got saved on the ship. It's the most weird episode summary we've done. Uh, but let's get into Mariner anyway. God, remember when we had the complaint that we um, we go off topic? Yeah, so you're just going to love this. Yeah, good Lord. This is what happens when we do record late at night. And we haven't spoken to day. each other for like a week. <laughs> I know, and yet we've been around each other all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had some time like saying together today and we just both sat on our phones and neither spoke to each other i actually said to you because we had 45 minutes together didn't we? Yeah. and i actually said to you halfway through i was like i'm so used to not seeing you today that i've forgotten how to speak to you yeah. <laughs> it's just in silence and you were the same but you just have your kid voice on all the time me no no i, like oh, that. I mean both of us mm. yeah so mariner this is a big mariner episode yeah because heavy. we found out a lot about mariner in this one Number one, she's very aware of what other people are trying to do with her. She knew that her friend was there and was going to try, was offering her that number one spot because she wanted to be able to offer her a permanent position there on uh, the Oakland, her own ship. It's called the Oakland. And you remember a few episodes ago, she was fully aware that her, that Freeman, her mum, was trying to get her Mm. to quit Starfleet or to request a transfer by giving her really uh, shitty jobs. So she's pretty switched on in that regard. She knows what people's intentions are we found out she was the star yeah top pupil. of her class yeah star student in the academy top of her class kept everyone together or whatever it was or kept them yeah. going was um, gonna be the person who was gonna make captain first yeah yeah it's quite weird isn't it because we see a little like role reversal between her and her friend they must have been the opposite way around in the academy yeah yeah maybe i hadn't thought about that because yeah because mariners talks about how she yeah. pulls pranks and yeah she's maybe never they taken herself seriously pranks, yeah it was a glimpse of what Mariner might be like as captain. But then I do think that Mariner pulls pranks to try and make like a lighthearted thing of her life. Because she is actually a very serious person. She finally properly revealed here why she's the way she is. Because she just wants to just wants to do the jobs of like, she likes being lower decks because she can just do the work and not have to worry about. I think the thing for Mariner in the first episode of the show when she talked about when she was helping those farmers out. She's talking about federation bureaucracy and stuff like that. It would mm. stop these people getting any supplies for ages. And I think she just doesn't want the red tape. And I think she feels the stuff she needs to do, she can get away with it as, a, as an ensign breaking rules because no one's really watching her all that often. Whereas if she was a commander or captain, you do one thing that she's done and you have the wrong admiral. It's like your, your boss, your line manager, I guess. Then you're up shit creek. I get the feeling that actually she just, yeah, she finds it safer down there. And as she said, she's just trying to work things out. She's like, what's wrong with me wanting to be down in the... Lower decks working out. And that's a, that's a wonderful analogy for so many people in their 20s, maybe 30s now as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like nowadays in our world, yeah? Like you finish university, you might have got your degree. We were talking about this the other day, if you remember, yeah, actually. You get, you get your yeah. degree in something, and then everyone's like, okay, what are you can do now then? What, you know, what's the plan? Because yeah. they're expecting you to say you can do yeah. this and this with your degree. And sometimes it's like, no, I'm going to. And this is not to be derogatory to any working in retail or hospitality or anything. I, I come from hospitality. That's where I spent like 16 years of my career back in the day. It's seen as a, a job where for some reason people take it as a job where you're not doing much, even though it's mm. the, the hardest jobs oh, it's the, the hardest on work. the planet. But the it's kind of like that, isn't it? Like that's yeah. kind of what she's done. She's taken like a gap year, one might yeah. say. Or when someone goes traveling or something like that. That's kind of what Marin is doing. She's taking a little bit of time before she works out what she wants to do. And I like that, actually. I thought it added a real depth to her. Mm. This was the first time she, in a serious conversation, even though it was in the middle of this big uh, escape and stuff, that we've seen her like properly discuss why she's at the level she's at. I mean, were you surprised that we that it got a little heavy with Mariner? Is it? Yeah, but I think that's as heavy as we're going to get with her, is like in the middle of action, she'll just call out her feelings. Because like, she's pretty honest. You know, she doesn't try to hide an awful lot it's just 
I, I don't know. I felt quite bad for her because you are right. It's such a thing, isn't it, these days mm. of like, oh, yeah, but what else are you going to do? And maybe that's enough. Yeah, why can't? Yeah, why can't? She and just... that it doesn't even have to be a gap year. If she wants to stay there. Why does everyone want to be a captain? Not everyone can no. be. There's no space. But yeah, not, yeah, not everyone wants to get up there. If she's no. happy doing what she's doing, can't she keep doing that? It's like when I, when I worked as a waitress... Someone mm. said to me, you're a clever girl. What are you doing working here? And I was like, how dare you? Like, yeah, how, why? I've got, a, I've got why? a degree in like languages and <laughs> I'm studying PGCs and all that stuff. You know? No, no, but even like, so. But how, yeah, how dare they say that anyway? Yeah. You don't know my situation. You know what they say like on the same similar line as well? They say you don't, you never know what battles someone's fighting. So. Be kind. Yeah, be kind. Don't go in on them hard for no reason. And One stuff. rule, like, oh, don't, don't, be don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. D-B-A-D. Don't be a dick. Yeah. I'm now starting to sense an arc for the season. I could be wrong. I could be 100% wrong, but I think we're headed towards seeing what made Mariner get demoted. I hope so. Like, I feel like it's a season finale thing. We're going to see it, and we're going to finally find out what happened. And I have a feeling that she did something, I think we might have said this before, that we would have all done. Yeah. But she's paid the price for it. Maybe someone hung her up to dry as well. Which might explain why she gets so bitter towards the senior crews and stuff. Like if, if a captain or first officer hung her out to drive or something she did so they could keep their own title. Yeah, I think we're going to find out why she's where she is anyway. And I think it's going to be a semi-serious moment. Mm. Oh, it's juicy with Mariner. Like you don't realise that there's a mystery to any of these characters until this little bit comes up with Mariner and this one. And you're mm. just like, holy crap, there's actually a lot, there's a lot of depth to these characters. And these characters are changing and growing as they go. Yeah. They are, particularly Mariner. Mariner's the lead of the show. And I, mm. I take no other answers. She's definitely the, the main one of the four. I mean, Rutherford, we didn't see a whole lot of Rutherford in, no. in this. But what did you think of that whole storyline, the Mariner storyline then? I loved the, all the stuff on the uh, the other Starfleet ship as it was breaking, I thought. that whole. I loved getting a little bit of a background into her. Mm. I thought it was really interesting. However, I was really worried for most of the episode. I was quite concerned. Well, that she was, the character was being destroyed. Yeah, that mm. they were breaking down everything they'd built up for her yeah i really thought they were just knocking it all down to yeah. start all over again yeah that would have been um painful if that had mm. been the case i'm glad that she was i was cheering when she revealed mm. that it was all for show i've gone online and some people still haven't realized that though they're still yeah i can't believe she forgot to take the tricorders down that's such a ridiculous thing to forget it's like no she she specifically didn't take the tricorders down to the bog this is what she's saying she made all these mistakes on purpose. She's an incredibly capable officer. She saved the ship numerous times <laughs> and stuff. And she you know? seems to do it like single-handedly as well. Yeah. She'd make a great captain. Mm. But then we don't even know what rank she was at before she got demoted. No. Was she lieutenant? Was she commander? Who knows? I don't... There's a lieutenant junior grade. Some You all know this. Some Trekkies online are getting stressed over the fact that after Ensign, I think there's like lieutenant junior grade, then lieutenant, then lieutenant commander, then commander, then captain, then whatever. And people are freaking out that when people are getting promoted on lower decks, they're getting promoted straight to lieutenant and skipping one. You know, it's the whole getting pissed off about them skipping lieutenant junior grade, which is why people like me couldn't fucking tell anyone that we were Trekkies when we were growing up. Because it's such a ridiculous thing and minor detail to get so stressed over and even discuss more than just making an observation about it and thinking, oh, no, they just dropped it now, that's fine. But, get a grip, Gary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a grip, honestly. <laughs> right now, I, I'm quite comfortable. Maybe it's my old age of um, flaunting my Trek love everywhere. But it was a tough time in the teens, guys. Let's not forget. Trek wasn't always as cool as it is now, I guess. And as cool as it can be, anyway. Got you watching it, so 
I Got know. Right? I know. Oh, you just love me that much. I don't know. Maybe it's that. I don't think it's that. I think it must be Trek's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Best moments for you? I loved all of the space pictures. thought they were really, really nice. Really, really pretty. But my laugh out loud moments were the bikini on the wheelchair. Yeah. That was really funny. The dog turning into a cube. Yeah, that, I mean, hysterical. that was... Hysterical. That was so random, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was so random. And what was the other moment I laughed at? You're laughing when uh, the alien was saying that's how he laughs and stuff. Yeah, that alien was quite funny. That was quite funny. Yeah. I think he's from the animated series. I can't remember the name of him, though. It does I don't know. Maybe I wasn't him. I think his design was from the animated series. Mm, I yeah. think. What I'm not. I'm favorite? really not going to go back and rewatch it. Uh, so I loved all the stuff on the. Hang on, that does not fill me with any confidence. The animated series. Ah, okay. What were your favorite bits? I really loved all the stuff on the other Starfleet vessel. Just thought it felt like true. I don't know, current day, as in like television, um, Star Trek. You know, mm. it's, it, it looked great. It's one of the first times, actually, it's maybe the first time I've watched a Lower Decks episode and and felt the stakes and been a bit like, oh, shit, they need to get out. You know, like when the, let's say when the windscreen <laughs> smashes and the view screen uh, window just breaks and they get sucked out. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. Uh, I thought people get sucked out. So, like, it's the first time I've really felt the stakes in Lower Decks. Like, I've enjoyed all the dramatic bits, but this was the first time where I felt I 100% feel, though, that if you were, if that screen cracked and you were pulled out into space... Basically, the pressure would just mean that you mm, would just collapse you on out. yourself. Well, Trek has been inconsistent in its portrayal of those kind of situations before. We've I mean, just... I don't know. I'm no spaceologist. Yeah. We've seen people get sucked out straight away. That's a word. Spaceologist. Yeah. yeah. But we've also seen people be able to hold on and somehow, I don't know, mm. I guess it's someone would be able to tell us the science behind it. And probably would even be able to fit it into a tweet. Mm. But I can't imagine i would reply to that tweet speaking of space <laughs> yeah. um did you hear that they found some element when you in... said, sorry can i just say when you said speaking of spaceology yeah is that actually it is actually a word i don't it? know i don't oh, think so. are, are we just treating it as a yeah word? yeah okay yeah. sorry carry on then. yeah it's a brand of space something that i've coined for myself i'm very tired okay. apparently there's some um thing on the upper clouds of venus which means that it does support life yeah i saw yeah yeah they think that everything in there could mean that there's yeah they can't explain where this um it's not phosphorus or something else has come from well, apparently like 20 years ago or even longer ago someone was saying all this could oh, really? be the case and then they just ignored it they but they felt, weren't even looking for yeah, it yeah they just thought venus was just impossible for they were looking for something else they look on planets that they think are like Earth because they think that's the only way to support mm. life like ours. We don't know that. Mm. We don't know that. How can we know that? You I know? think we should go over to Venus because I could do with a, like a hot holiday, like something okay. a bit tropical. Yeah, yeah. Terraform that bad boy. Yeah. Get some of those plants. We can do that. You Which know? plants? Oh, the ones that uh, Freeman was going to yeah. plant. Okay, no, 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 not those. No, oh. no, oh. no, no, not I thought, I, Oh, I thought we were slightly on topic. No, I am. Okay. Um, but from the other oh, episode. Oh, terraforming ones. Yeah. Yes, good shout. That was a good episode. Thank you. And then just stick some of them on there. Yeah. Nice atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Go and get myself a tan. Oh, well, it'd be... Crispy, definitely. <laughs> I'd look like a chicken skin. Yeah, you would look like a chicken skin. Luckily for you, I don't eat meat no more. That is good. Otherwise, you know, cannibalism. Yeah, cannibalism, and I'm the only person on bloody Venus then. I mean, we probably... And which ones are from Venus? Each. Which one's from Mars? Oh, yeah, bye. Who's from Venus? <laughs> Me. Women? Yeah. So I'm going to be stuck on there as a man on my own. Yeah. Which doesn't strike me as a fantastic thing. It sounds like I'm going to get destroyed by any leftover women ones who didn't escape. Ouch. Or we just eat you. Or well, you can just I've... go to Mars. It's cold. Is it cold? It's colder than Earth. It's weird though, isn't it? Because you think they call it the red planet and it's like... So you associate that with like being hot and warm. Or danger. Danger. 
Danger, danger. Oh, God, remember that? High voltage. When we touch, when we kiss. You love them, Electric Six, yeah? Sure do. Yeah. God, they were like a flash in the pan. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good idiom. See? Mm. I'm full of everything. Any other favourite moments I had? I mean, I loved all the Mariner stuff in hindsight. Yeah. At the time, I was terrified. Yeah. I was like, how do I just unquestionably defend new Star Trek against all these ridiculous complainers online when they're doing this? And I realized there was a point to it all. Mm-hmm. But if you go online, people who are watching it are bitching and complaining and everything about that kind of thing. Why? Because they hadn't seen it yet. And so, no. so they're having a moan and they're not seeing it through. You've got to hold your breath, guys. You know, Not for the whole episode because you will die. You know, squeeze your bum cheeks together if you have to. Clench your nuts if you can and hope for the best. Oh, I have a really good idea. Shut the fuck up until the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it as well. Do that. Do that. I don't know what my other favourite bits were. I love the cube bit. Like, you, like I think most of my favourite bits were ones that you've mm. mentioned. Oh, and Rutherford saying okie dokie again when I think it was when he was going to beam Boimler back the second time. <laughs> you like and it when he says okie dokie. This is the way he says it because obviously he said that in the first, was it the first episode he said it? Well, he definitely said it when he was swapping from department to department and they said that you're like a great, going to be a great member of the security team, whatever they call themselves. What they call themselves? The Bears or something? Yeah. I just love it. I love that Okie Dokie is actually his catchphrase. He says it. So he I looks love that. exactly like the kind of guy that would say Okie Dokie though. Okie Dokie. Yeah, those are my funniest bits, I think. And I hope we see Mariner's friend, the captain whose name was just for some reason escaped me when I sat in front of this microphone with you. And you you're lucky we remember our own names. Yeah, right we, were, we were very tired. Very tired. Three episodes left. Of Star Trek Lower Decks, how are you feeling? A bit weird. A bit weird, yeah. It's weird going back to watching something weekly. Especially 20 minutes long. Mm. Like, it's frustrating, that is. I mm. can't wait to have these all ready to binge. Like, I know this like, standalone-ish. Mm. But it's still, still like, come on. But I understand it. I mean, they're a new network, for mm. the most part. They're trying to stream a service, I should say. And uh, they're going to be called Paramount Plus from, from next year. Mm. Rebranding, coming out internationally as well. No date for UK yet, but... It's coming. But you know one thing gets me through is knowing that Discovery is on the other end of it. Really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, you haven't even seen the trailer yet for season three. No, I didn't I'm going to show it to you. Okay. It looks sick, as people say. Bad. Ass. No, you know how people go, oh, that's bad. Badass. No, no. People have dropped the ass. I don't think that's where it's from. They but it's say, like sick, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's bad. When people say something sick, I'm like, does it need medical attention? But at least they spell it differently. Do they spell bad differently? Hang on, how do you spell sick? It's something sick, it's S-I-C. What? Never sick. knew that. You didn't know that? No. I knew that, and I came onto the sick thing about five years after it stopped even being relevant. What's up? No, I still do that. <laughs> what's up, I say, though, rather than this. Like, I still say what's up to people on text and stuff. No. I remember, what's up? You're going to wake up the kids. Yeah. If you wake it, you take it. If you wake it, you take it. I like that. I said that to the postman once. Did you? Yeah. Because wow. he banged on the door really, really hard, even though I put a sign outside okay. saying sleeping baby. Don't actually give our children to the, anyone, though, to take away. Damn. Just to clarify, I'm not cool with that. Really? Spend a weekend I... with Harrison and then <laughs> see what you say. Well, I'm going to be spending the weekend stuck in front of his uh, switch with him, I think. So yeah. We're only uh, two weeks away from doing our rewatch of all previous nine episodes before the mm. season finale that we said we were going to do. So Popcorn at the ready. Yes. Uh, Tesco's doing two for like three pound. Mm-hmm. Get some salted popcorn or in our house. We spend the next two weeks working on a replicator. Make like a popcorn ball pit. Oh, okay. okay. Sit in it. Oh, it's going to get everywhere. It's going to be salty. I like salty. Mm, I want the sticky one. 
Oh. It's going to be all over us if we're in an actual ball of popcorn. Correct. But we're getting the experience. So. It'd be a bit noisy moving around, though, wouldn't it? Don't you think? Mm. You're trying to watch something quietly and then you... Oh, imagine rolling over onto like... one of the unpopped pieces as oh, well. Oh, God. Get one of them stuck up you. Yeah. Why is it going... Oh, Jesus. Right, I think we better end Are there. we not? I thought we, were, I thought we were unclothed in this. No. That's why I was so shocked about the whole thing. It just seemed really unhygienic. No, I did imagine that we were clothed. Okay. I mean, there's a lot wrong with the whole situation that you're creating right now anyway, but at least we're clothed for it. Can't blow up pool and some popcorn. Let's just see what happens. Presented by Holosuite Media, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, is produced and hosted by Kyle West and myself, Katie Harbin. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Blast Shield, be sure to follow Blast Shield up on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Thomas West. To join Holosuite Media's community discussion group, simply type The Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we will see you there. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer. List other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. Google Clippy Microsoft Word. It was a little paperclip, like animated paperclip that would pop up when you were using Microsoft Word, and it was like a little helper. And there are going to be more comments on it in this episode, too, so we'll get to those. Right. You kind of have to be older like us to get that. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. And Nick goes on, but before he does, I want to just congratulate him on being a doctor now. Congratulations, Dr. Nick. Woohoo! Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. But then again, senior officer meeting, why is Harry Kim in there? He's an ensign. Because he is the senior ops bridge person. I don't know. But that's what doesn't make sense to me. If he's like the senior ops person, does that mean everyone below him is just a crewman? He's a crewman. (laughs) Because he can't boss even Lieutenant Junior grades around. Oh my gosh. So their ops department is just a mess because it's just crewmen. Well, it's a mess also. That explains a lot. Yeah, actually, it does, About doesn't Voyager. it? Loading Holosuite Preview Program for StarPod Trek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future. And remember that Gene Roddenberry wrote the novel for the motion picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, about the search for God and everything, that part of and it. And there's a lot of details in that novel that didn't make it to the picture that actually opens up the scope of the Star Trek universe even more so. I mean, it's a great it, read. Yeah, he put, he put other stuff in it. And, but, you know, but, I, but Scotty being a drunk, I don't know why. He, like, why wouldn't know, Scotty just yeah, continue yeah. to be an engineer and, you know, be a proud worker and Starfleet officer? Computer, deactivate Holosuite.